All right, Motown Rundown. Today is Tuesday, April 25th. I think I have said this every podcast for the last couple of months. Yes, the podcast still does exist. We are here. I do apologize. I know I say it at the at the end of every episode that we have new episodes every week, but with the caveat, maybe, sometimes. Um, but we're back. I don't know how long it's been. Actually, I do know how long it's been because the last time – we were on the pod. I was in Houston. So it was at the end of, it had to be the end of March. And now we're at the end of April and we've got a lot to talk about. We've got uh, baseball. The Tigers are about a month or so into their season. We will talk about that. We do have Red Wings and Pistons that we are putting on the shelf for now as those two seasons have wrapped up. Thank God. And we will get to all of that hopefully next week or sometime in the future. I don't know when the next podcast is coming out. I have no idea. Everyone's got a lot of stuff going on. Bear with me. So we'll get to that. But, of course, uh, with it being April 25th in the 2023 NFL draft being on April 27th, that is going to be the bulk of conversation today. So we got Lions and Tigers for you. Before we get into all of that, let's take a deep breath. Guys, it's good to see you. Trent, your camera does not work, which is unfortunate, but you are with us in spirit and we can hear your voice. Collins, yeah, you look good I, today, by the way. Thanks, buddy. What is this look, this new look you got going on? A little bit like it's, a little five o'clock shadow. The eyes look good. Good lighting. Quarter zip, polo. Uh, I, I think it's usually the fact that it's like I, I come on here and I look like dog shit usually. I just, I'm coming back directly from work. So, okay. So there's Thanks, no, man, no, no time in between to. Not a five o'clock shadow guy, though. I really, I can't really pull it off that well. I think you look sophisticated. It's a great look. Yeah, Bad radio. It doesn't, it doesn't grow in and certain. You know what I mean? Does yeah, it, I, I don't. I, I can't do what you do. Like you have a fucking great beard. I thank you so much. Thank you so much. I appreciate that, Trent. How's it going over there in your corner of the screen? Well, first of all, I co-sign everything you said about our good buddy RC here. Uh, second. I I'm I am fantastic. I actually I'm back home right now for a couple days doing my last last little procedure before I'm done with all you know the medical crap that I've gone through the last six months. So I Love so I I, I I got to teach music today at at the at the at the elementary school that I worked at throughout this whole nice. thing. So that was great. Music teacher, no big deal. What'd you teach? Um, teach them to slap the bass? No, <laughs> no, I have to. They did have a ukulele in there that they were begging me to play, so I did a little bit of that. It was fun, but um, no, I don't know. I had a good day. I, I don't know why I brought that up. I just am like having a good day. I'm in a good spirit, you know. Talking good, to you man. guys finally. Love to hear it. Yeah, that's good. Good. Trent, Trent had all the uh, fourth graders in in Granville singing "Little Red Corvette" in unison today. That's what they learned it in music class with Trent. Probably pretty close. Pretty close. <laughs> um. Well, good stuff, guys. What's uh? We got a lot to do. Um, I know it's been a while. I know we probably could have spent more time. Is there anything else that I'm missing? Am I missing anything that we're not catching up on? World events, politics, religion, all things that people like to discuss out in the open and public. Am I missing anything about anything that we talk about usually before we jump into the lion stuff? I'm trying to think. Um, playoffs. There's NBA, well, NHL playoffs. What's it called? Yeah. Um, LeBron's the GOAT. Yeah. What I mean, NBA – What's called the Warriors? Yeah, you know. Warriors and Kings have been great. Um, other than that, the NBA playoffs have been like whatever. Like the Clippers, Suns have had all four of those games been pretty good, but like twice are NHL. I mean, McDavid and that McDavid King series is fucking unbelievable. 
like to get me to be like that dialed into a hockey series is great. Um, the Rangers Devils series, it's like tied 2 2, but I've watched all four of those games. They've all fucking sucked. Been so not entertaining, each one of those. So, you know what I mean, Rabs? Like, that, it, like, yeah. there's like a difference between like, oh, that's it's a close game and a good game. Like, those games have just been, I don't know. It's either Rangers I mean, it's a, it It's a good series for the sake of like, it's New Jersey and New York, and New Jersey was a really good team all year. They have some sweet high-level talent that's young. The Rangers, I mean, you have Patty Kane, you have Mika Zibanejad, you have Tarasenko. Like, there's enough Who's names that? to keep you interested on, on the – yeah. But, I but I, I mean, all in all, I mean, the playoffs have been good. So, far. all the series for the most part except, I think, one. One or two are, are, are two-two right now. So It's cool to see okay. Seattle. Like Oh, in yeah. The Big overtime win last night. Cool, like their crowd's been awesome. Sacramento's crowd and the NBA's been awesome. Um, before we talk about the draft, we can I have a quick spicy take? Because I don't know if Rabs, you're gonna lead into this, and if maybe I'm jumping in on it. Am I the only one who is like doesn't give a fuck about this Jameson Williams suspension? I'm glad that you brought that up. Um can I, I'll say it. I, I want your opinions on what I'm about to say. Okay. So last year they missed the man. He was coming off an ACL injury. Doesn't doesn't really get an opportunity to get worked in the offense. Right. One catch all year. Yeah. At the end of the year, what's it called? People were like, there was, I don't know. They uh, around the room it was like, oh, he needs to mature a little bit. He needs to be more locked in and practice. Whatever. There was that, and it is what it is. So he gets suspended six games, basically on a technicality on betting on another sport inside the facility, which I I hate the fucking thing. It's like, oh, they spend all these advertising dollars for the sport and whatever. Guess what? They're getting a chunk of that fucking money. That money that goes to the league, there's a split. Like, between, like, so it's like they're acting like they're not, people are acting like they're not profiting off betting. They are profiting off betting. It's like two fucking rules. Don't bet on your own fucking sport and don't bet inside the facility. Point blank. Yeah, in trouble, whatever. But at the end of the day, I don't think this is a huge, like, long term speed bump for Jameson. I really don't. It's six games. It's nothing bad. Like, yeah, like it is what it is. He made a mistake. He, he Seems like he has accepted it and that he's going to like go through it. And also, I don't think this affects the Lions that much. I really don't. People acting like Jamison is going to be this impact guy immediately. I hope he is. He, he's got the burners, but the way, like, I love Jared Goff. That's just not who he is. He is not the guy. that That is not what this offense is going to be, especially with this offensive line. Yes, it's going to be awesome when you get him back in six games. Guess what? I think we're going to be just fine in those six games. I don't think it's a detrimental. You know what I mean? It's not like, oh, Penny Sewell's out for six games for betting. That yeah. Well, so absolutely from the standpoint of like he wasn't a huge part of the team last year at, and at I think, all. You know? and, you, I th- and not to cut you off, but like six games in, like I think it will be a good learning lesson for him, which it sounds like the whole facility last year and everyone was basically like he needs to mature a little bit. I think this is a, like a good teaching moment for something that's like he didn't really do anything that bad. He just broke a rule. Know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's like you got to take it seriously, and hopefully the six and a half million he's losing or whatever will be enough of a kick. Is that how score. much? That's a lot yeah. of money. It is. Fuck. It is. Yeah. So, 
So I hope that that, you know, kind of whips them into shape a little bit. But yeah, yeah. I, I mean, ultimately, Collins, I'm with you. I just, it sucks that. No, you know, it does suck. I'm not saying it doesn't. But no, no. I, I, I hate the whole, oh, SOL, SOL. I'm like, I, he's going to be really good. He just is so physically gifted that he will make a difference on this team. I'm just not like, the expectations have not changed. He is not like a top five important player. Know what I mean? Like he has the opportunity eventually. And six games is not that much. It really isn't. So nope, I don't that's know. That's correct. I don't disagree with anything you said. People were losing their shit over this. I'm like, should we draft a wide receiver? I'm like, what the fuck are you guys talking about? It's six games. Yeah. It's the whole season. Sorry. Yeah, no, I, I do not disagree. I think a lot of people overreacted, like, to your point, just because of the excitement of, you know, I mean, he had one catch last year, and it was a bomb touchdown. So there you go. I mean, everyone well, wants he's to gonna be real. I, it's, yeah. I'm not saying that he's not gonna be really good. And I think in the Nets iteration of this offense, and we can talk about this with the draft and what's coming up. I think he could be an absolute weapon. And I, Jared Goff was really good last year. He is just not a guy who pushes the ball really down the field. And Jameson Williams is a deep threat. That's kind of his mo at this point of his career. And I don't know. I, I hope this I, – I think this could be a blessing in disguise for all parties because I think you're going to get a focused JMO when he gets back. Yeah, I hope so. Let's get Rabs in the mix. Rabs, your thoughts on this situation? I mean, it's obviously very disheartening. And I, I think the, the the bigger picture is the fact that you lose and, and lose – It was like a whole organizational thing too, which was weird. Yeah, well, apparently – there were a couple coaches that got dismissed last month because of it. And Quintez Cephas has been cut and the other safety. I can't even remember his name, but there's obviously it has affected multiple players and coaches in the organization. So I don't, I don't look at something like this as it's like, Oh, and I'm like, I've listened to a ton of Detroit sports radio as of late, just because, you know, being at work in the office and I have it on and I love listening to Carson Anderson. I texted you guys about that, but, it's like everyone has so many different angles on this of like, oh, this is SOL that it would happen and yada, yada, yada. And it's a, it, is the culture really fixed or, you know, of course the lions are looking to have their best season in a while and they like this happens. So yes, it is frustrating to have to go into the season and like not have all your weapons and things happen like injuries, suspensions, it, it happens. And it's unfortunate that this is how it shook out, but I mean, I, am I going to miss Quintez Cephas? Am I going to miss CJ Moore or whoever it was that was that's suspended indefinitely and is, you know, going to be dismissed from the team? Um, you know, I n- no, I'm I'm not is is my answer. Um, so, in all honesty, I, I yeah, Collins, I get where you're coming from. Like, I don't think that it's this huge deal because I think the rule itself is silly. Like, I I think the fact that you can gamble, but if you're, you know, if your geolocation has you in Allen Park at the Lions facility, that's, you can't place the that bet. That is stupid. I think it's, but it's but also, if, I, I don't think it's, it's a dumb rule, but it's also a rule. Know what I mean? Correct. So that's, so that's the, the, the rule is dumb, but it is a rule. So should Jamison Williams have known better? Of course. Absolutely. And the, the, the tricky thing about all of this is people hear something like this and they immediately want to jump to like, ah, oh, it's a character problem. He's a diva. He's got an ego, you know, all these, all these different things that, that come into effect of like, 
you know, calling his character into question. I don't know enough about his backstory or him as a person to make the claim that this is some crazy behavioral issue that has come up again and again and again. As Trent said, he was hurt last year. That's why he missed games. Fine. I don't, I don't have not heard anything about him being this cancer in the locker room and being a problem and, and yada, yada, yada. So as you said, Collins, I think, yes, when he comes back from this, I would like to think that you learn your lesson in something like this or something else that is off the field issues doesn't happen again. And I think that his, his, he's on very thin ice with the organization after all of this, but I don't anticipate the lions going one and six to start the season again this year. If they did, I would be incredibly, incredibly, incredibly upset. So I don't think that Jamison Williams not being available for the first six games of the year is necessarily going to make or break the Lions record when it's all said and done and up until week seven. Um, but I do think that, of course, you want him and you want to see a full year of him. And he gets to practice with the team, I think, up and or he can't practice until week three or week four or whatever. But get him back on the field. If he's healthy, which I think he is, he should be by now. There doesn't need to be any kind of pitch count on him. Let him play. When he comes back week seven, let him play. But it, it just it's unfortunate, but it happens. It's that sports. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. I know. I'm excited for the draft. I just want to get that off my chest before because it was a big topic. Yeah, I I, I totally understand. If they I draft totally... a wide receiver in the second round, we could like that, that'd be the dumbest shit I've ever like. Yeah, and that's like maybe that's a good point to kind of segue us into the whole draft thing is like now this question of okay, you lose Cephas, you lose I think there was one other wide receiver that CJ Moore. Well, he was a CJ Moore's Barry Hill, that Barry Hill kid. Yeah, yeah, some other receiver. So you're down three receivers. I don't even know if this Barry Hill kid would have made the team. He wasn't on the active roster last year. But now that question kind of becomes like, okay, well, now do you feel the need to address a need at wide receiver in the draft? I I believe that somewhere in this draft in the later rounds, when you start to truly get into best player available mode, like, yeah, I would have liked to have seen the Lions draft another wide receiver to play with Amon Ross St. Brown, Jamison Williams, Marvin Jones. Um, you know, I don't know like what the deal with Tim, like, I don't, Tim Kennedy, like all these guys that are kind of a dime a dozen, if they see someone they like, I would have been fine with it, but under no circumstances, Collins, like I agree, there's no reason to go get a wide receiver in the second round to what, fill your gap for six games like that, you know, that to me is, is ridiculous. I don't like, I don't think that you need it at all. I really don't like, I don't, I don't think the lions had planned on, taking a wide receiver high in the draft. And I certainly don't think those plans should or will change now. I don't know what you guys think. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think the big question now is six. I don't really, I, I mean, I don't, to be honest, I, I think we've all said this since the end of the season, you got to bulk up defensively. And I think the majority of these pits should be on the defensive side of the ball. I think you mix in and one of these top three or four pits an offensive guard. Um, but at six, I think that's the big question. And am I like, I haven't heard a ton. There hasn't been a ton of like lion smoke screens. You know what I mean? There's been a lot of like other things surrounding the draft with like Jalen Carter and especially CJ Stroud this week where people are kind of like bashing these guys' characters so they could fall in the draft. I, I feel like there hasn't been like, oh, the Lions said they will possibly draft a quarterback. I think the 
furthest in Brad Holmes basically did was like, we've had conversations with Jared Goff about the future, which I think was like the closest smoke screen the Lions are going to do. I don't think, I, I don't see any scenario they draft a quarterback that sets. I really don't. I just don't. Um, I also don't see any scenario Stroud drops the six. And, and I don't think I would want Stroud at six, to be honest. I'm not the biggest CJ Stroud transfers the NFL guy. I think he'll be all right. I don't think he's a guy you risk, something like that. Um, I don't know who you guys want at six, but I think I want Jalen Carter. I got a whole wish list in order of like, <laughs> four names okay there are four names i want and will anderson's number one but i'm with you Kyle. obviously really, yeah i don't yeah. think he's falling you know but that's just that's the guy that you want and, and number two for me dude devin witherspoon i i just think first let me let me yes. preface everything let me preface everything by saying this the way brad holmes attacked free agency allows him to do whatever he wants to do in this draft. Like, I don't care. There is, outside of maybe taking a receiver at six or something ridiculous, or taking B. John Robinson at six, there's nothing he could do that would, like, piss me off. Like, even if we take a young quarterback, we take a swing. You know, if, if you know, one of these top names at QB drops to six or 18 and you want to take a, I I truly do not care. Like, you have opened that door for yourself when you go out and bulk up your defense and, and sign all these guys, and I know it's just one-year contracts for a lot of them, but you're banking on your culture that they're going to want to stay. The point is, I like Devin Witherspoon, and I guess the reason I say that is you got rid of Okuda, which you know we we haven't done a podcast in forever, but you got rid of Okuda, and then oh, apparently, I mean, he, he played with uh, Kirby Joseph in, in college, and those two, I mean, they've been tweeting back and forth at each other. They're they're good buddies. Uh, and, and then last, I mean, just like the, the tape on the guy, like he, he, pl- he just plays football. I know it sounds like the most cliche thing in the world, but it's, it's what we talked about last year when we're like, you know, who do we want Brad Holmes to get Hutch? Cause Hutch fits that mold of like, you know, he just wants to go hit people. Maybe his measurables aren't great or whatever. So you know, Kirby Joseph's Kirby Joseph's measurables weren't great. Malcolm Rodriguez's measurables weren't great. That's why the combine I believe is stupid. And these guys drop and Brad Holmes goes through. So anyway, so Devin Witherspoon, that's who I want. I would take any quarterback. I don't really care. And then I also want Luke Van Ness. I think he could be available at 18, potentially. I just love the idea of having two Big Ten edge rushers. I, I just think that'd be funny. I don't By know. the way, I, I've said this before. They've completely oversaturated the NFL draft. Um, yes. The process starts way too early. I fucking hate it. The draft should be a month like ago. Should I also I I cannot stand mock drafts. I hate them. It's fucking worse. It's I, I like I, I don't I don't want to read through like a seven page thing about why you know some guy thinks he's the smartest guy in the room and we're gonna pick you know we're definitely picking Christian Gonzalez because of X Y and Z. Like I just no, don't it's not even that I, I I don't hate mock drafts. I just hate how I feel like it never was this long. I think I said this last year too. Yeah, like there is way too big of a gap. Like that is the one thing I think the NBA draft is way better than uh like it's I think the NBA draft's what like two months after the season ends in college basketball. So you're still fresh on all these guys, know what I mean? Yeah. And you're not so far away from football that all these stupid shits come into play. But I don't know. Um the one thing this is a very meatball sports fan take of mine. Witherspoon being an Illinois quarterback. I don't know how I feel about drafting that guy top 10. Am I crazy? 
Well, no, I don't think Illinois top well, ten because a lot of people think. Right, Chris how Stevens do you feel about that? An Illinois football player, top ten. Can Rabs hear us? Oh, sorry. I thought you said Trent. I'm sorry. I met I, I think <laughs> oh, oh sorry. Ill, Illinois football player top ten. I mean, I don't that know. That just guy, feels like, it's like a Purdue. Yeah, I know, I know, but like Eric Fisher was drafted first overall to Central Michigan. Like I get I get what you're saying. You like, know I, what I'm saying? No, but it's different. I, I would almost feel better if you went to Central, if that makes any sense. <laughs> yeah. Like Illinois, I don't know. Like you know, like I what? Understand. I understand. No, but he's good. Um, he's had good tape. I, I, I mean, this might be scar tissue from taking Okuda that early, and Okuda. I mean, I don't, I don't want to describe Okuda as a bust. They were kind of in a tough situation there when they picked him. Um, he probably shouldn't have went that high. Lions probably should, probably should have tried to trade out of that pick and then take him later, but nothing they could have done. Um. He got hurt, whatever. I mean, they traded him to Atlanta. It seems like they just didn't want to pay him. I think that was just more of a thing. It wasn't about his ability. Um, right, and that's the last Bob Quinn, you know, first round. Yeah, and I think, like, the Jalen Ramsey thing kind of fucks up his value. You're not going to get anything for him after Ram. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, for sure. I know Ramsey's a part of his – why it's not that much is because his cap is so ridiculous, but – I, I like Weatherspoon, but I, I have a little star tissue at sets taking a corner. I, yeah, that's I understandable. Feel, that's I feel better. Like If Will Anderson's there, I mean, he's not going to be. I think there's been a lot of like, oh, he could possibly drop. He's not going to be there. I think the one swing and miss guy, and it could go horrible or it could go great, is probably Jalen Carter. The rest I, I'm kind of okay with, unless they drafted Anthony Richardson at six. I would lose my shit. Well, yeah, Anthony Richardson at six would be outrageous. Anthony Richardson was bad at football last year. He was bad at it. I'm yeah. not like if you want to take a swing at him at sixteen, whatever. Six. Yeah, I think that's more the reasonable take. Is you know, no, but they're, he's going to go in the top ten. So I'm whatever, dude. People also, I, not to get way off here, but people also think Hendon Hooker is going top twenty. That's the whole thing now. Come like, on, they, I, dude. I, I don't like, know. Wasn't he like brutal at the Wonderlick test or whatever? Whatever test they. Oh, no, that was Stroud. Oh, Stroud was bad. Yeah, sorry. That's why everyone's all over Stroud. Rab, Rab, who do you want? They took a quarterback. I would. I wouldn't. Would I be pissed I don't if they really... took a quarterback at six. Yeah, I'd be pissed. Yeah, yeah. at six. Yes, at six. Yes. Well, I... Trent, you can't say I wouldn't be mad. I mean, who are they going to take at like sixteen? Hooker. Well, no. The thing, I okay. I the the key word here is pissed. I would not be pissed if they took a quarterback at six. Would I question it a little bit? Sure. But I'm, I'm telling you, man, I don't think there's as many holes on this team now as people think. This is just my whole Kool-Aid shit. No, for they sure. They got to bolster up this this defense a little bit, but they also have young pieces all over it. So it's like they just need time to develop. And I feel like I get on here and say that every year about these guys, but it truly, you know, the, the way last season ended, it truly feels that way between – and I'm not just talking about Hutch and Rodrigo, like the sexy names. I'm talking about Kirby Joseph, Jerry Jacobs, James Houston – uh, you know, like Ali McNeil, like those are your guys that are now like stepping up to the plate here and kind of came on strong at the end of the year. So, yeah, I think I, not to keep going back to this, but of course, if Will Anderson's available, that's the guy because linebacker is the position you got to get better at. And other than that, to circle around on the quarterback thing, I don't I that's why I wouldn't be I, I, I would not be pissed because I don't really care what the Lions do. It's weird. It's really weird. The fact that the Lions had such a good season. 
and have this high of a pick because of the Rams trade. And they're now in a situation where they had such a good offseason thus far that I, I truly, I don't care what they do. I've got my list of names of like who I want, but you know, if they go completely off the board, like Rabs, remember last year when they picked JMO and you and I looked at each other, we were like, okay, all right. Like we didn't see that coming <laughs> at all. Yeah. Like we thought they were trading up from Malik Willis or Kyle Hamilton and it yep. ends up being JMO. And we're just like, all right. Like that's how I'm going to feel regardless at six. I feel like. Yeah. I, first of all, to go, to go back a bit to uh, this whole draft situation. Um, I will say as someone, like I said, I've been listening to a ton of radio recently. I have make, I do love, I love doing mock drafts. I think it's fun as hell. I think it's fun to like go in and like myself to, you know, see other teams pick and I pick for the lions and things like that. The Collins, you're so right about just the length of time between the end of the season in this draft, because every single player in this draft, of course, guys have stock that rise, their stock falls, but it's like, I'll be listening to the radio or reading an article one day about how great of a player Jalen Carter is and how he grades out and hit look at his tape and yada, yada, yada with, with all the off the field stuff off the table. But then I got to read the next article of he's lazy in practice. He doesn't, he's not in the weight room. So every single player, it's like, you can't even listen to anything because for as many guys that will tell you the guy that this guy's an A plus product, there's equally amount of the number amount of guys that are going to tell you that he's an F product. So that to me gets nauseating. My whole thing at six, and I forgot that we didn't talk about Jeff Okuda, and that might have to tie in at some point as to what you guys think. The more and more, as more and more time has gone on, it seems like it's gone to where you might see four quarterbacks come off the board before you get to pick, which I don't want to, I really don't want to get into the weeds of like, you know, of what other teams are going to do and in, in all that noise, what I care about is the lions at six. And to me, there are a couple of guys that I'm looking at that I'm zeroed in on that. If these guys are not there at six, I would like you to get out of the pick. Those two guys to me, I will say are Will Anderson and Tyree Wilson from Texas tech. As time has gone on, Tyree Wilson's stock has only risen, and he's one of those guys that like doesn't seem to really jump off the page as far as um, like I, I kind of like that. What's the guy that got taken first overall last year? Uh, I don't, I don't even I remember his name. I uh, the kid from Georgia. Yeah, no, I can see him, and I he didn't do shit. Walker, Walker, Jordan Walker. Whatever the fuck a guy's name is. Tyson Walker, like, Mike Tyson. But that's a guy that, like, you – he was being drafted based on what he could project out to be. That's what I think Tyree Wilson's kind of getting here is, like, he has all these measurables and the intangibles and what his ceiling is to where, like, that makes it a very sexy pick. And I don't mind that. Like, if that's – if Brad Holmes really sees this guy as being some – you know, he's, he's, he's great against the run, which the lions definitely need help with always. But if, if that's what Brad Holmes sees out of this guy, then I'm fine with that at six. Will Anderson too, I think would be a dream. Jalen Carter. I, I people have said that Jalen Carter could be like the best defensive tackle prospect in years, which I don't not going to pretend to have watched enough Jalen Carter highlights to, to know if that's true or not. 
the off the field issues is a concern. I would just like to think, and I trust the Lions to do enough due diligence to where they would know whether or not this guy is a problem. Is he lazy? Is he a bad teammate? Um, what do his you know, coaches think about him? Like all those things to me matter a lot. So if, if the Lions really feel like Jalen Carter is like, there's no concerns about that whatsoever. We can whip him into shape or he's going to be on the straight and narrow. That's fine for me. If he's there, take him. I feel like he's probably going to Seattle. It seems like right ahead of you. So if Tyree Wilson's not there and Will Anderson's not there, I'd like to see you drop back. Uh, Trent, uh, Devin Witherspoon, I hear you because he, he seems to be, by and large, the best cornerback in the draft. Uh, I, I think that that's not – I mean, maybe Christian Gonzalez, too, is is probably in that conversation if it's a 1A, 1B type situation. But as Colin said, I, I just don't know if I'm comfortable at six with you taking a cornerback because, to me – if you want to trade out of that pick, you can probably get a Christian Gonzalez at, I don't know, 10 at the latest or, or a Devin Witherspoon. Like maybe Devin Witherspoon's not there, but between a Christian Gonzalez and a Joey Porter Jr. Um, or even like a Brian Branch. Um, By the way, I, 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 I've said this since day one. Joey Porter Jr. is an NFL player. He's going to be good. So Even like the kid from uh, Maryland, um, the cornerback. Yeah, he's solid. Deontay Banks, like I just think that at 18, if that's the need you you need to address, then fine. Because I, I guess my whole view going into six is between Jalen Carter, Will Anderson, Tyree Wilson, Lucas Van Ness, even if the, the kid that I liked a lot too from Clemson, not, not Brzee, but Miles Murphy, if you like one of those guys uh, enough, like there's enough talent edge rusher wise or defensive tackle defensive line wise at the top of the draft that you can find a guy that's going to be an impact player at six. That's what I'd like to see you do at six at 18. If you want to go cornerback, I'm fine with it. If you don't get Will Anderson and you want to go linebacker down at 18, I'm fine with it. I would love to see the lions take Nolan Smith. That to me would be a sneaky, I mean, he's going to go in the first round, but kind of under the radar pick. I would love to see that happen, but I'm fine at 18 with you doing whatever you want. I just cannot, I will not sit here right now and tell you that I can watch the lions take Anthony Richardson or a quarterback at six. This team is too close to winning something and doing something for them to bow out and take a quarterback to help themselves for the future. Because I just don't see any quarterbacks in this draft that we're going to be looking at 10 years from now and going, ah, could, could you like, like to me, I look at Justin Herbert that way. Like, ah, could you imagine if the lions would have taken Justin Herbert, what this team would look like right now? That's a guy that I feel that way about as far as guys that will be available at six for the lions. I don't think that I'm going to be looking at CJ Stroud in that way or will Levis or Anthony Richardson. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But for now, you're too close to the finish line to be taken at six, uh, uh, a guy like Will Levis or Anthony Richardson when you could take a guy that can help you on defense, which is where you need it. So that's my two cents between six and 18, I suppose. Can I throw in one more thing? Like, Of course. I want to say, I, I, I just think this bears mentioning real quick, is that 
whatever, another big reason that I have such faith that this is going to work out, whatever they choose to do is like Brad Holmes, although just it's been what, two drafts for him now? Like this will be his third. He's earned that right. Like he has drafted home runs up and down the board the last two years. As far as, and I shouldn't say home runs because now he's drafting like pro bowlers left and right. But I'm just saying in terms of like squeezing value and bang for your buck out of your fourth round Amon Ross St. Browns and sixth round Malcolm Rodriguez's and whatever, like for him to make a pick at six after his, you know, his first round track record is Penny Sewell, Aiden Hutchinson, and then of course J-Mo. So it's like, like you said, Rabs, I trust him to do the due diligence to know who the guy is. And I guess, like, for that reason, and, and by the by no means do I think it's going to be a quarterback. I'm just saying, if it's a quarterback, I, I'm not going to, like, go scorched earth. Because people will. I mean, you'll, you'll get those people out there. But you're going to get those people out there, no, no matter what the Lions do, that are going to go scorched earth. So, I don't know. I'm, I'm excited for this draft. I'm, I'm the most excited I've been for a draft in a while, and it's it has nothing to do with the players. If that makes any sense. Like I'm usually, I'm usually, I got my guy like a couple years ago. I wanted, you know, I was dying on the hill of like, we need Josh Allen, not the quarterback, the linebacker, the, the year we picked Hogginson. I'm like, we need Josh Allen. And then the next year I'm like, you know, we need uh, what's his face Simmons from uh, Clemson. You know, that didn't work out. So like, I always got my guy this year. I don't really have one. I don't really care. Whatever Brad Holmes does. I'm going to trust him. It's exciting that we got two picks. It's also going to be exciting to see what your division rivals do. You know, the, the Packers are picking in the top 15. The Bears are picking, of course, is it nine where the Bears are at or seven where the Bears at? I think they're at eight. Nine. eight? They're at nine. nine. Nine, okay. Either I'm just saying, I'm, I'm psyched for this, and I'm psyched to get on here hopefully next week with you guys and break it all down because it's going to be exciting. That's all I got. I don't really have any, like, deep cuts. I would love if we take Penny Sewell's brother, by the way. What position does he play? I think he's a linebacker. I, I said the same guy. thing. I More always pick in, hey, in my in my mock drafts. I've been doing on my on my laptop here. I always try to make it a point to go get him at some point. He's good where, too. Where does he go, Rabs? Like ish. I think he's in a second rounder, like mid second okay. rounder, maybe into the third. He's a big bulky dude, though. I kind with our linebacker needs, we need someone who could play in coverage a little bit more. Yeah, speed kills. We don't need another Anzalone. Yeah. Oh, you don't want you don't want Alex Anzalone being your go-to coverage guy. Yeah. <laughs> Last minute before I gotta head out, guys. What is like the one, like, other than cornerback, linebacker, and maybe offensive guard, you, like position you guys sneaky think they should pick? That might not necessarily be a need, but you'd like to be like, you know what? I kind of think we need like guard. Tight end. I said guard. I think guards. Oh, did you? I think tight yeah. end's a good, uh, a weird. Yeah, guess. guard or tight end to me. Tight end I for would... a couple reasons. One, we obviously traded Hawkins. And then we need a guard, Rabs. That's like an obvious need. I'm saying non-obvious <laughs> need. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> tight end. Well, I, well, I was gonna say guard in the context of, I think the first lineman off the board is supposed to be the kid from Northwestern who's a tackle, yeah. I believe. Um, and I know that uh, who's the other kid from Paris Johnson too is a tackle as well, but supposed to be drafted high. I and mean, there's a couple like um, there's a there's a handful of of tackles and offensive linemen that I, that I think are supposed to go like probably right in a row in the first round with all these mock drafts that I look at. So honestly, it's six. You could probably trade back if you were going to take a lineman. But that's that's like back to to Trent's point about Brad Holmes. Is if Brad Holmes feels like there's a lineman out there that's going to 
make this line even better that he wants, like by all means, go for it. Even if they trade up from 18 to go get a guy like that. It's just like, dude, I I always, I don't want to like speak out of both sides of my mouth here. Cause I were, I was on the record saying, you know, I think Bob Quinn should maybe keep his job and fire Patricia, let Quinn get a new coach in here, whatever. But, but Bob Quinn gave you plenty of reasons to not trust his draft picks through the years. I mean, he picked Lakin Tomlinson. Did, what, wait, no, no, he didn't. Never mind. But he picked, uh, what's his nuts? Jelani Tavai when he was a clear, like, day three guy, and he picked him, like, early in the second. So I'm just saying, like, Brad Holmes hasn't had that yet. Like, the most questionable thing Brad Holmes has done is Levi Onwuzurike, and he's just been hurt. Like, he has, it's not that he can't play, it's just he's been hurt. So, but Collins, to answer your question, I go tight end because – I like Brock Wright, and I like I, I like this Mitchell kid they drafted last year out of Virginia Tech. But I just it's one of those positions where I, I mean everything you read and everything you hear. I guess it's a pretty deep tight end draft, so I don't know. But do you have an answer to your own question that you want to share before you head out? Am I crazy to think we kind of need another safety too? No, not at all. Because Tracy Walker's injury prone, and I think it'd be awesome if you could find like a another young gun to pair with uh, Kirby. I think that'd be awesome. I think we need another like, and that could be. I just think. I think it's being underplayed that how much help this secondary needs a little bit. And they did a lot of that. They did a lot of that in the offseason, going out and getting two really good cornerbacks. I think I wouldn't be surprised if they hold off on corner and pick a safety instead of a corner early. No, I wouldn't. But, like, to be very clear, and Collins, that's a brilliant point, I think, because, like, I they did go out and get Gardner Johnson. But, again, these are all, like, one-year deals. So you nothing is guaranteed. No, right? for but, sure. Yeah, so no. it's like – they could absolutely go pick a young safety to develop behind, you know, Walker for a couple of years and play with Kirby, kind of line those guys up on the same timeline. And then, you know, what dream scenario you've got like a, a Legion of Boom kind of thing happening where you got all these guys that are the same age and they're prime at the same time. And, you know, to answer or, you know, to go along with what you said, that's kind of why I'm also like nothing, nothing would surprise me. Like nothing they do will surprise me. The most obvious need is linebacker. Outside of that, you're set with starters across the board. You just need to bulk up on defense a little bit. That's it. I really, uh, to be honest, would you guys, how high are you guys on Will Anderson? Would you trade it like 18 and maybe a future first for Will Anderson? No, I would not. Not, not a future first, but it depends on if he's like the, if Tyree Wilson but goes. If you th- think about it, Carter though, goes. It's going to be 18, and you're expecting yourself to be in the, in the playoffs next year. It's like 18 and like 20. That's, a, see, that's, another, that's another great point, Collins, because we've never been in that mindset, the Lions. Like, we've never been in the mindset of like, oh, well, our picks aren't going to be very high, you know, so let's you – know, we, we can trade them a little bit to go all in. That's a good point. I don't, I I don't know. I, I just – it's a thought. You know, I'm just spitballing. Yeah. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. I'm with you. I don't know, dude. I'm excited. This is why I'm excited because – the world is Brad Holmes' oyster, and he's had two fantastic drafts since coming to the Motor City. So here we go. Let get the phones ringing, Brad. Let's go. Draft <laughs> I do it. think it's gonna be a really good NFL draft, even though I, I, I don't like the way the NFL draft's done now. It takes way too fucking long. Oh, I, I have no idea what's going on in this draft. I, I, if I honestly got at this point, if if Xavier Henderson from Michigan State was drafted first overall, I wouldn't bat an eye. Dude, did you see that apparently Will Levis is telling his friends and family he's the first pick? Well, dude, the, he's the like, betting favorite to go second overall right yeah, now. Well, 
Well, that's a thing that happens, right? Like we all know that in, in, in every sport, that's a thing that happens. Like the team lets the guy know the day before, like whenever that they're going to pick him. There's and no way he's going one. Dude, I, the, the, did you see the odds? <laughs> the odds? The odds went from like plus 1,500 to plus 400. Like, it's when did like, that happen? Today. Like on my lunch break today. All I sudden, thought it was like locked in that Young was going to Carolina. That's what I thought too. But I think they're overthinking in textbook Carolina Panthers fashion. I don't know. Well, they're probably I don't I don't know. Maybe they're trying to get like trade capital. That doesn't make any sense. They just traded a bunch of shit to get to one. I don't Tate Bryce Young. Don't be so a fucking I, idiot. Well, dude, I, I Levis think is he, gonna stink. I, I stand by that. <laughs> dude, he's like a bodybuilder, isn't he? Like he, he has some of the best tools, but at the end there's like a I'll say this out of Richardson and Levis, I actually have more faith in Richardson because well, when, yes. like I've watched Richardson against Utah, like absolutely made some eye popping plays and carry his team to like a victory against a better team. Every time I watch Will Levis play a mildly good competition, he fails. Like he fails. And he's also, he couldn't beat out Sean Clifford at Penn State. That is the biggest red flag anyone should have. (laughs) People forget that. People do forget that. Sean Clifford was bad at Penn State. <laughs> yeah, I forgot Levis even went there, to be honest with you. But Crazy. Yeah. Well, Collins, I guess if you got to get going, we can let you go. I don't really think there's much more we can really cover. I will say this. I'm a big second-day guy. I'm a huge day-two guy. I love day-two. Day two is more fun because they go faster. Yeah, they go I... faster and there's more picks. And it's just like they start flying. And that's when you get your guys like, you know, uh, some of the guys that were in like the mix for the Heisman who were like a little older. Like those are the – that's when they go. Uh, to be honest, I don't know why they don't do it the way they used to do it. I know it's money reasons. It was better the way it used to be. Yeah, completely. Like I, I, I it makes a total sense that you do it in prime time and all this stuff. But like how excited would you be like, oh, Saturday – at noon, the NFL draft starts. All my buddies at the house. We ordered a bunch of pizza, bunch of drinks. We're gonna sit here for four or five hours just to watch the first three rounds. You know what yeah, I mean? Yes, exactly. Yeah, it's fucking awesome. No, I, I don't agree. know why they don't do it that way anymore. But also, one more thing, one more thing, real quick. Uh, everyone, everyone, tune in because on Friday, <laughs> Motley Crue is performing at the draft. So look for your boys. Oh my god, dude! <laughs> By the way, Trent I, Trent, I know you love those guys. I'm just telling you, when I when they came to Comerica Park last year, everyone that worked that contract that I worked with said it was one of the worst things they've ever seen in their entire <laughs> listen, life. They're, just they're, miserably bad. Listen, they are god awful live. Their guitarist just quit the band basically because he's like seventy something years old. Nikki Six doesn't even play live; he uses a bass track. So I I get it. Like they're not good. But it's a, it's an energy thing. It's electric. If you're watching them on TV, and they got all the glitz going, and they're performing after you know the Cowboys just made their pick, and everyone's waving flags around, I'm I'm gonna I'm 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 gonna get bricked up. I'm bricked up. Jesus. Okay. Bricked I, up. I know. I have to podcast. Leave. I have to leave. <laughs> I just want to say one thing about the Tigers. I don't think if, if I don't think they're awful, and if Torkelson and Green were as good as they're supposed to be, I actually think this team wouldn't be that bad. That's fair. They my uh, only take. Yeah. You guys wait. Hold on. What I looked at my phone. What did you say? I'm sorry. I was disrespectful. I said this team is weirdly like not awful. I don't think they're going to be awful. I think 
They're more what we said, Rabs, that they'll probably win around 75 games, something like that. Be a little competitive. They're not going to win a division. They're not going to compete for the playoffs. But I'm saying, like, as I've watched this year, and eventually I like Vermeulen. I like Maton. I like um some of the guys they have playing. If Torkelson and Green were the guys that we thought they were going to be, and guess what? They still might be. I actually think this team is not that bad. Those guys have been... Torkelson has been like whatever. Like I think he's made some progress, but I still haven't seen enough hard hit contact. And Riley Green has just looked straight up bad. So um if those guys were better, I actually like think this Tiger scene would be actually pretty like fun. But whatever. Because I don't know what the fuck's going on in their bullpen. They're lights out. It doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah, after being lights on no one's home for the first part of the year. No, but like the first six games they were awful but ever since then it's just like they're throwing in random dudes and i'm like what the fuck is going i'm like who is who was that lefty they threw out last night oh uh yeah that, i know that's not sharif uh no, i know who you're talking about he like gets like it's like seven pitch innings every time he's out there <laughs> i'm like what is going on yeah yeah dude i don't know i we, we got some takes we'll get them flowing a little I know. bit i i I, the Tigers are watchable this year. Yes, so they are. Far. They, they so have far. made they have made progress. I don't know if I'm crazy for saying that, but whatever. Okay. I got to go, boys. Love All you right, guys. Collins. See you, we Collins. love you. Love you, too. All right. Brian, Brian Collins, Collins will only join us for a short period of time. Trent, you got dinner with your grandparents at 730, right? Yes, I do. So whatever, <laughs> whatever, you know, this is, this is, we're just spitballing here to use Collins' phrase. Never change, Ryan Collins. Never changed, Ryan Collins. All right, Trent. So let's just 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 us girls. We'll chat about the Tigers. What's their record? Three and seventeen. I will pull it up. I will seven and thirteen. I just mixed. Uh, I just mixed up eight. A, eight and thirteen. They got a win last night. I will say this, Rams. I don't really know, and this is probably definitely probably definitely oxymoron. I just used there. This is not the conversation we should be having right now, but. I am so over AJ Hinch. I don't care what the Thank team you. does this year. Oh Thank my you. God, has time not been friendly to that guy? Because as it, like the whole shtick was, he's great with analytics and he's this and that and the other thing. Yet he sent Rabs. He sent hot. He sends the catcher to steal a bag like every time. And I'm just thinking, what are you doing? Anyways, then it's like his whole shtick was analytics. You bring him over here for that. The team comes out horrible three years in a row. At some point, that's got to be on the manager. There's a cheating scandal linked to his World Series. That roster has now had lots of turnover and then won a second World Series with Dusty Baker. So I don't, I do not, I don't want to say I don't respect AJ Hinch. That's not what I'm saying. I just, I, I'm already sick of him and I don't really, I just wish the Lions, Lions, I wish the Tigers could do this like reverse like Quantumania thing and like just bring back Ron Gardenhire or something like that. But it, <laughs> it you know, it can't happen. But whatever. Like I said, that's not the discussion we need to be having. The team really isn't that bad, as Collins alluded to before he had to go. But I just I hate the whole, you know, you hit 80 pitches and he comes sprinting out of the dugout no matter what the situation is, because he hit he hit his pitch count. And now we gotta pull him. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just I'm sick of that. That's my early takeaway from the team. That's gonna be like off the board a little bit because I know you're more of an X's and O's baseball guy. You're brilliant. 
You're a brilliant Thank baseball you. hero. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thanks for pumping my tires there. Um, well, I, I don't I don't think that the story of the Detroit Tigers, especially this year, can be told without AJ Hinch. And I will address all that here in a moment. But what? So they're eight and thirteen. A nice win in Milwaukee last night. Um, they're still in Milwaukee tonight. I think this game's about to start here too. So I'll go upstairs and watch that when we're done. Um, th- this team. And like it's, I'm I'm very surprised to hear Collins be as level-headed with them as he was because at the beginning of the year for this team, like they looked like, I mean, they are statistically, offensively, still one of the worst teams in baseball. Still horrible offensively. Now you have come a decent. Um, you've come a, a long ways since the beginning of the year where the bullpen was shaky and you couldn't trust anyone out of there. And you and I are looking at each other like, who the fuck are these guys? Because and you, you might've been the one to text me about, you know, all the guys they lost between, you know, Chafin and, and, and Soto and all these arms that you relied on Funkhauser in the bullpen Jimenez. last year, Jimenez, like they're all gone in the bullpen was good last year. So, I get that you have to do what you got to do, but like I don't recognize anyone coming out of that bullpen besides besides Cisnero, Lang. Foley, and Lang. I don't know who the fuck these guys are. I don't know if they've like the one guy with the long hair, the fat chubby guy that blew the game the other day. The that hadn't played baseball in the major league since 2019. So <laughs> there is a certain element. Because you saw the Pistons do this with guys like Josh Jackson. You see the Red Wings do this with guys like a Pew Suter or a Troy Stetcher. Or where you go get these guys that are super cheap that you might think have a high ceiling. Let's roll the balls out, see what they can do. If they don't fit the mold, you trade them and hopefully their value is higher. Or if you find a gem in them, then it's a it's a cheap deal that you get. I don't know if that's what the Scott Harris model is. But I'm just, I mean, like there were are have been several moments this year where like this team looks as bad as they were last year, this year. So I understand that eight and 13 is not an ungodly poor record, but I mean, the Baltimore series, they scored what, like four runs in four games. They got outscored like 21 to four, something crazy. Well, look, even on the five game win streak, I believe their run differential is plus seven, plus seven and five wins. You know what I mean? Like you're, you're, you're winning by one every game. Yeah, which I guess, you know, you got to give it credit to your bullpen. You got to give it credit to your pitching. Spencer Turnbull's been better since a, a little shaky start to the year. Erod, his he last has two starts. Light. He has been lights out. They just, I mean, I don't know what it knows is. Where that's come that from. Guy, they can't get him any run support. It's frustrating. And oh, it's of course. Him. And that, in the same shit used to happen to like Michael Fulmer. Like Fulmer would, like, his, like his, his record would be shot because. Every time he pitches a gem, they score zero, one, or two runs, which isn't good enough. So I I just think, you know, maybe as time has gone on, they have the ability to win games, but the offense is so unreliable. It, it, it is just, and I don't understand, like, because you don't have a lot of guys that are like, I mean, like, sure, your McKinstry's in May time. Like, all these guys on this team, by the way, Trent, like, between Nick Maton, Kerry Carpenter, Zach McKinstry, uh, Matt Veerling, um, uh, Kreidler, Nevin. Like, it's all the same guy to me. Like, I don't know. Like, they're all just white guys that we just came out of nowhere that are on this yeah. team now. 
I don't know who plays where. I don't know who does what. I don't know who's good. I love Nick Maton because it seems like he's kind of this year's Eric Haas of last year. But when you take a step back, and because I think about all these home runs he hits, he's got four fucking home runs, and he's batting 154. So, like, like <laughs> Nick Maton is is not doing anything for me. Right. Like they had to send Ryan Kreidler down already because he can't hit. I will say Kerry Carpenter has been very nice. He should play every single day. Yeah, but, dude, out, the, the outfield, not to cut you off, the outfield every day, there's no reason it's not Kerry Carpenter, Riley Green, and Matt Veerling. That, to me, is what it should be. That's my opinion, my humble yeah. opinion. But that And that goes back to the Hinch stuff, Rabs. It's just, it's always just throwing shit at a, at a dartboard with this guy and, like, not in, in McKinstry, like you mentioned, and, and and who's the other guy, the, the, the – uh, I don't know, Maton, Nevin, like Tyler Nevin, Nevin, who's batting 63. Yes, Yes. I will say this, too, to switch gears a little bit. Javi Baez deserves some credit because he has (laughs) – he's turned it on the last couple weeks, and I don't know what he's hitting for the season now. I'm trying to pull it up here. But, um, no, he's hitting 222. Nice. But in the last, like, 10 games or something, I think he's hitting, like, close to 300. So, whatever. Uh, He's not been as bad defensively as he was last year. That's another big takeaway for me. I just – the team still just feels so immature and poorly managed. And I don't know if that's a hot take. I really don't because I don't know the game of baseball well – don't get me wrong, I watch every Tigers game. But I don't know the game well enough to sit here and tell you, like, mm-hmm. what, sh- what should happen at every fucking half inning. I just I, – I don't like this, I, if that makes any sense. It's, it, in my head, I don't know what it is, but it's not this. Well, I to your point, and I just think I mean guys that play. Well, that's in 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 trying. I truly, you know, I love baseball, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and pretend that I know what the lineup is that the Tampa Ray Rays or the the Dodgers or the Yankees put out every single day. But I I can't. If there was a statistic that like there is no way the Tigers ever put out the same lineup two days in a row. Never. It'll never happen because all in AJ Hinch's mind, all it's about is it's about the analytics and it's about the matchups. And while this is a right-handed hitter and we're, we're against the righty today, so he's not going to play. There's no, yeah, the wind is blowing all, this way. And, and this guy plays well at all, all the feel in the eyeballs out of every single game. Because it's all just, it, you punch it in on fucking Microsoft Excel, and that's your lineup, and that's how your decisions are made. And to me, as a guy that played the game at an amateur level, and just un, and, and we all understand how sports works, there are things that matter, such as guys being in a groove and getting comfortable on the box and trying to develop your hitters so that every single time there's a lefty on the mound – you shouldn't be sitting Kerry Carpenter because he's not as good about not as good against lefties. Then fucking help the guy get better against lefties. Develop some talent, someone, somewhere. So if you're caught in a situation where you have to play Kerry Carpenter against the lefty, I don't have to to, to look at the stat of Kerry Carpenter hasn't been in the box against a left-handed pitcher since 2015 because that's the way AJ Hinch manages. To me, too, on a game-to-game basis. The inconsistencies between like who gets the steal, who doesn't steal, 
runners on first and second with no outs, and we don't bunt. For a team that is really impassioned about being aggressive and moving runners and all and, and, and using our speed on the base paths, they are so below the mean when it comes to simple shit like fundamental baseball and base running and acknowledgement of situations and in him with the pitching too. It's like, sometimes it's great. You took the guy out at the right time, AJ, you put the right pitcher in, but it's just like all these spots of like, like Lang's going to pitch in the ninth in this game. It'll be here in the seventh. And it just makes no sense to me. And you cannot tell me, is a professional baseball player that this Tigers team comes to the park every day and enjoys what they're doing because half these guys don't know if they're going to play three days in a row or play once and then not play again for two weeks. And this was that was my whole thing about the outfield and how it was managed last year. I do not understand why Jake Rogers does not catch every single baseball game for this team because Eric Haas, who I'm sure is a good man and he's a hometown product. This guy is happier than a pig in shit that he is on a major league baseball roster. Granted he's batting 255. I'll tip my cap. He is beyond poor defensively in every aspect. He's not fast. And I got news for you in 16 games, the bat 255 with zero home runs and three RBIs. It's not going to cut it for me. It's just not. Four walks, 14 strikeouts. It doesn't do it for me at all. So the fact that he gets to play and Trent still to this day, with for a team that's got 7,000 outfielders on their roster, the fact that I have to watch Eric Haas in left field at all once <laughs> is too many times. It, it it's 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 embarrassing. So you're right about AJ Hinch because at a certain point, this team and I know the roster blows ass. But you know, know. what? It, it's weird. It, it's it's weird how guys let him skate. Like like fans. People are letting him skate. like they. Yeah, because like, he cheated and won a World Series with the best roster ever assembled. That's no, I why. Exactly. Exa- and I'm with you there. But it's just – it's it's uncan- It's weird to me. It's weird to me that we've started this bad three years in a row and everyone is just like, ah, roster stinks. Like, isn't this what you guys are all propping this guy up for? Is he's a great manager and he's going to manage you into wins? Because check my notes here. It's not working. This is a thirty-year, and again, again, I don't want to be like, I don't want to be like, skies on fire, skies falling, burn everything to the ground, whatever. Because as Collins mentioned, they are watchable, especially compared to last year. But it's just, I, I, I have hit my breaking point when the team started two and eight. That's when I hit my breaking point. Yes, they've turned on the Jets a little bit and gone five hundred since then. But I just. I, the, I, the hate, way, I hate the way that guys can't get into a rhythm. Guys can't yeah. get some confidence. Like it, it, and, and I just, I don't know. It bugs me. It bothers the shit out of me. And I know everyone's doing the analytics thing. I get it, but I don't think it needs to be this overboard. I really don't. The the way the way that the Tigers are watchable are like you're almost watching. Of are they going to lose six nothing tonight, or are they going to win one two to one where they like come back late and like they. They have the ability to like play the game and play well, but that's the the hardest thing to do in sports that separates the good from great is being able to win consistently on a regular basis. 
obviously these guys don't and they're not capable of it and to me trent to be honest with you 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 have to explain to me who on this team i am supposed to be excited about watching and and, and please be honest because i got to tell you like and i i get that they got nick mayton and they got veerling and and Scott Harris will package this for you as like we wanted to go get those guys. And it's early in the year. But Nick Maton's batting 154. And Veerling's batting what, 230? Like, and, and not every player has to bat 300. But it's just like, dude, I don't know who I'm supposed to be excited about. Because if you want to, if you want to sell me Spencer Torkelson, who's got two home runs and is batting 218 and you want to sell me. And I hate to say this because I love him and I think he's got a lot of talent, but Riley green dude has 33 strikeouts this year already. Like something, something has to give because I'm just telling you right now, whenever this team wins a world series, whether it's next year or, or 30 years after I'm dead, I don't know who on this team is supposed to be a building block pillar of that World Series team. I have no idea. You can't sell me on anyone. It, you you really can't. And I get it. Torkelson's young. Green's young. Yeah. Jake Rogers still maybe relatively young in his MLB career because he's been riddled with injuries and hasn't been able to get on the field. But it's like my God, man! Like they don't they don't have anything at all and they don't have prospects so i know that you come in here after that's the other thing i was gonna say not to cut no, you off but you, you no you, prospects no you threw it in the group chat the other day you said by it just you completely randomly off the whim said by the way i don't think jackson job is gonna be any good <laughs> no, no I, like and, and dude I'll, I'll think about that draft till the day i die of, of the I, he might even be the number one prospect in baseball right now. That's Marcello Meyer that the, the the Tigers passed on because they wanted a high school arm that is like he's like going to start at shortstop for Boston next year. That for some reason was not good enough for the Tigers to select when they had no hitting, no defense ever in my entire lifetime. Besides, obviously the the good years, but I mean, I don't know, dude. Like, th- I I just think that you have to. I, I have no expectations for the Tigers. I watch the Tigers because I love baseball and I love when my baseball team wins. But I would like to at some point have a team that I can be excited about. There are zero players on this roster that I care to watch on a night-to-night basis. There are zero pitchers that I care to turn the TV on to watch. Like when when when, when you have teams that are playoff teams – or even if you're a team like the Angels, who the Angels probably again this year won't make the playoffs somehow with having Shohei Otani and Mike Trout. Like you turn the TV on as an Angels fan every night to watch those guys. You don't turn the TV on to watch shit with this team other than the fact that you grew up a Tigers fan and you love baseball and you can always count on the fact that they're going to be on TV except for two or three nights a month. That's it. That's why you watch them. That's why they're watchable. Who, who's yeah. good? Yeah. Who? No, I, I hear you. I, I hear you. And the one thing that you said that I think rings true, and it should for every single Tigers fan, is you know you you watch Torque and Green because they're young. That's it. They're not giving you much to watch. It's just it's the caveat of oh they're young. And and look again, I I don't want to come on here and just like be negative. I, I don't want to do the whole negativity sells thing. 
I'm just tired, man. I'm tired. I'm I'm <laughs> Trent, tired of this too, shit. Dude. This me these too. this is and and what I always come back to because some of my good buddies they know who they are. They listen to this. They they we we do the AJ Hinch debates like three times a week. Like just when whenever some dumb shit happens, like last night he's sending Eric Haas. To, to steal a bag and he gets thrown out by, I mean, it's not even close. Right. Whenever something like that happens, I just say, like, I, I, I text in there. I say, AJ Hinch, whatever. I, my, my, all, my thing is always this, like my, my big, like Trump card. This is the Detroit Tigers, bro. We are supposed to be one of the top five most historic franchises in baseball. And you have teams you have small markets like the Pittsburgh Pirates, who are just absolutely on fire with a bunch of just you know guys. The Rays, that, the Rays are a perfect example. Yeah, yeah, homegrown guys, and the, the Tigers haven't had a homegrown star since what? Since who? Since since no who? one, dude. And I'm telling you, Nick Castellanos. I, I, correct. That's like your best guy you've ever developed. Jamer Candelario Ooh. in 2020, one season wonder. Like, what are we doing, man? I'm just tired. I'm tired. That's all. Well, you just you have to hope that Scott Harris knows what he's doing, and and it's not it's not going to happen overnight. I get yeah that. yeah I'm but, not but, I'm 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 not like that the, guy the, deserves no blame right now. I yeah, but the the frust no he he doesn't. But the frustrating the frustrating thing is that you went through your tenure with Alavila of a transition period of okay we're not going to spend. It's about the farm system and in in getting prospects and drafting and developing talent. And we went X amount of years and it only got worse. And your farm system got thinner and thinner. And guys would go down with injuries. And then all of a sudden, Bo Burrows is out the door. And all these names, Alex Fiedo, you don't hear about anymore. Like all these names that yeah. we've been, I, we've had this conversation years ago, Trent. All these guys that I have been hearing about for years that I'm supposed to be excited about to go to watch pitch and all oh, they're pitching that they're loading up on pitching. They're loading up on pitching. They're loading up on pitching. Well, where is it? Because a lot of these guys are gone. They've been traded. They've been released. They they're hurt. They, they, they can't get above the, the minor league level. Like they're gone and they've ne- the Tigers have never had bats in their farm system. And now they don't. So it's frustrating because we went all that time and we were promised, you know, we're going to compete and then, okay, we have to rebuild, but the rebuilding team, you're going to see something out of them. And we saw nothing. If anything, it got worse. This as is time like went the on. third, it's like the third wave of the rebuild. You know what I mean? Like it, this is like is. the third wave, like your Nico Goodrums and Jammer Candelarios, they're gone now. Like this is the third overhaul of like, okay, Correct. let's see what Nick Correct. Maton's got. Let's see what Veerling's got. Let's see what, Kerry Carpenter, Scott, and I don't know, man. I, I don't know. Look, nice win last night. Maybe if they pick up a series win against the Brewers here, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll change our tune a little bit. And, again, I, I hope we get on here next week and 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 talk about, you know, how, how the Tigers are having a great week because they have had a couple good spells this this season. But it's just like it, it's it, the bottom line is it's another slow start, and it's just frustrating. That's all it is. It's another slow start where you are instantly, by the end of April, just, I mean, it, it, there's no hope for any sort of run. You just hope they're watchable. That's all you can hope for at this point. I suppose so, because I again, I, I truly don't believe that they're good, and I am on the same page with you, Trent. That I just don't, I, I just don't really, 
I don't have any faith in AJ Hinch. I know he won a World Series. I could have won a World Series managing that team. It was they were unbelievable. They cheated yeah, also. There was a cheating scandal, and they won one three years later without him. So I and, just... and like in like to me like the AJ Hinch thing. Like Brad Osmus was supposed to be some good hire too. Like oh, he was a catcher. He knows the game. He's well respected. He's well spoken. I am just so sick and tired of like I, AJ Hinch interview as well. But it's just the same thing every night. Like, there's no like we gotta be like we gotta be better. You know, we made some mistakes. We gotta clean that up. We gotta like everyone knows what the problem is. AJ, you guys can't hit. You stink on defense. You have for years. They've gotten no better under under your tutelage. So I don't I don't I don't have anything. I mean, like, and I get the roster stinks. No one is arguing that this is some unbelievable roster. But I the organization as a whole. We don't develop anyone. Everyone's always hurt. They continue to get hurt. It takes them forever to come back. And the team, the, the team is just not good. So I'm going to go upstairs and watch this Tigers game tonight. If they win, great. If they lose, fine. It's just I there, I need something or someone to be excited about because I got news for you. Riley Green having 33 strikeouts 20 games into the season is not making me excited. And Spencer Torkelson batting 200 with two home runs does not make me excited. And I know they're young, but there's a, I got I got news for you. There's a lot of young guys in the league that are very very good. Julio Rodriguez just signed an 8-year contract or whatever it was with the Seattle Mariners. I don't even know if he can drive yet. So there's a lot of young talent in the league and guys that can play. It's baseball. They play baseball everywhere. So someone figure it out. Please. Yep, I'm with you. I don't have a cherry on top other than, you know, I'm going to stick with them. I'm not – oh, we, of course we of course. are, right? I'm going to watch the season. I need something to watch this summer. And like Colin said, I'll keep going back to this. They're watchable. I don't want it to sound like I'm just sitting here bitching and mo- – it's no, just like – I love watching it, them. They just I, aren't good. They're, it's – yeah, I got nothing. I got nothing. I don't know. And you know what else fucking sucks? Matt Manning's hurt now. And then Casey Mize and Tarek Skubal, now Matt Manning. They – if you had a bingo card of the young pitchers that you're excited to watch, I mean, that's the, that's the bingo right there. You know, after, and then after Turnbull last year and Erod's ahead case, I don't know where Austin Meadows is. I don't know what happened to him. Is he still on the face of this earth? I, I don't I, know. I think he, he's dealing with whatever the mental health issues were last year, which I, I get it's a touchy subject and I wish him all the best, obviously. And those things are not ever to be taken lightly. But I mean, fuck, dude. I, I it just sucks. It doesn't change the fact that as a sports fan, it sucks. I'm not saying that's more important. I'm just saying right. But like, it's just like, god damn, man. I wish I wish him all the best. But yeah, the reality is the tires can't catch a break. That's the reality. That's all I'm saying. Yep. So that's it for us. Um, there's plenty of tigers to talk about this summer. We will at some point bring you a Red Wings recap on the season, a Pistons recap on the season. Piston's going to make um, a coaching hire coming up pretty soon. That's right. I mean, we didn't, there's a lot of st- stuff we missed, and obviously we got to be better. We didn't like Okuda. We didn't talk about the Okuda thing when it happened. We missed the whole the whole opportunity with the Javi incident and the Veerling incident and all these things that happened. But we're here. It's a big day on Thursday in Detroit with the NFL draft. I I, I could not be more excited to see what Brad Holmes does. Um, but we'll have everything for you news updates scores whatever you want we're here to serve you 
But that's all creative. for today's episode of the Motown Rundown uh, for Trent Bailey and Ryan Collins, who has not been on the podcast for a little bit. I don't. Where do you go? Work? What's he doing? No clue. So probably something. He's he's advancing his life. He's he's moving Good on. Good for up him. Somehow. Whatever. Um, I'm Ryan Rabinowitz, by the way. Um, if you want to join the conversation, we are on Twitter <laughs> at Motown underscore Rundown. We're also on Facebook at the Motown Rundown page. Suggest topics for the show. Ask us questions. Again, whatever you want to do, we're more than happy to talk about it. That's what we do here. Um, thank you guys for listening. We love you very much. Check us out on Spotify. We're on Spotify. At some point, we'll be back on Apple Podcasts. I don't know when. Just, I don't know. I have no idea. But we're on Spotify. Cool. Cool. All right. Love you guys.